Hello everybody. Um, hopefully you are having another highly blessed week. Uh, this is going to be a different type of sermon. It's Wednesday night, the 27th of January. Um, it's a very, very different night for me. It's a night that um, for probably 23 years now has been a day that I'll never forget. And because of that, I'm going to do a sermon in my truck tonight. So you might hear engine noise, you might hear blinkers, traffic, but this is going to be a message that needs to, to get out, and it needs to get out in the mindset that I'm in right now. Matthew 24, 36 No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven nor the sun, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a hand mill. One will be taken and the other left. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Father, I ask that you that you bless these words that come out of my mouth, that they are of you, that they're ordained by you, Lord. I ask that you open our hearts, that you open our ears to hear and let this word get into our heart, Lord. I ask that you forgive us of our sins so we can come to you in this time, pure and undefiled before you. I ask that you give me traveling mercies on the way home so that I can can focus on the message. And I ask that you, Lord, let this message get out in the way that you would intend it. And I ask all this in the name of and through the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. So the whole premise of today has had me thinking about when we have people in our lives that we love if we tell them that we love them if we tell them our true feelings if we let them know exactly what it is that we feel about them as I mentioned earlier, this is a night where basically, as I told Brenda earlier, 23 years ago, my innocence to this world was lost. And my favorite uncle in the whole world passed away tonight in 1998. And I was, you know, I was 22 years old and it really, it kind of shook me right to my core 
and it was it was such a an odd way that he passed and some may remember how my uncle Mike passed but I'm not going to get into that because I don't want to make that the focus of what I'm going to say but he had come and visited me and actually he'd come up to visit all of us that we were all living at dad's at the time and he'd come up to visit us and I was the only one around and I was talking to him and I really 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 wanted to play the guitar and he decided he told me he said you know what you come come over to the house next Saturday and if you come over to the house next Saturday I'll, I'll start showing you how to play guitar and I thought that was the coolest thing in the whole world because my Uncle Mike that I love dearly and to this day I believe is my favorite uncle, he's going to show me how to play guitar. So I made plans. You know, I'm getting my guitar ready and this is going to go down. I'm finally going to learn how to play this thing. And then as I eyed Saturday you know it was one week after we talked I eyed Saturday and when Saturday got there when Saturday got there my uncle Mike was gone and it it has really got me to thinking about about our lives in general and how we interact with other people and how we act with family and with friends and do we cherish their lives enough do we cherish their lives and do we cherish them as people enough do we show them and tell them how precious and special that they are or do we just tell them, hey, catch you later, see you later, bye, have a nice day, drive safe. You know, and it, it's even was harder today having Brenda's dad pass last fall. And although it was an expected passing, we knew that at some point he had COPD. And a lot of you remember him from the cross that he was on oxygen and he was driving his car up there. He's a very faithful attendee. But we knew at some point the Lord was going to take him home. But the Lord took him a little bit faster, I think, than what we realized was going to happen. And we had had a service at the cross on November 7th. And I went to see him and do a few things on November 8th. And when it was all said and done with that visit, I said, well, we'll, we'll see you later. See you next week. And well, the next time I seen him, he was gone.
you know, these verses are really, they were really talking about Jesus coming back. And how we need to be prepared for Jesus to come back. But there are times when when there's going to be others that leave our presence. And I think collectively as a society and as a population of a, as a whole we are not focusing you know the love your neighbor part of scripture isn't just making sure that they got food and clothes there's a lot to it a lot to it and we never know you know, we never know when our last day on this earth is going to be. We don't know when anybody's last day is going to be. And when somebody passes, it leaves a void. It leaves a hole. It leaves a scar and it leaves a wound that is, quite honestly, it, it never heals. They can tell you that time will heal. They can tell you, oh, time will heal all wounds. Time will not heal the holes that are left in your soul when a loved one passes on. It's just not going to happen. You know, I've had a lot of people tell me that. And 23 years later, there's still a hole. Eight years later, there's still a hole. And I think that we need to understand. We need to understand that Christ is coming back. At some point, Jesus is coming. And we need to be ready for that. You know, this isn't a gloom and doom type of thing. It's not a doom and gloom type of message. But what it is, is the fact that in life, there's a lot of loss. Life is a march to the cross. It's a march to heaven. And in that march, people will drop off along the way. And we become battle-scarred with the world. We take almost a militant view of the world. Life will make us hard. It will make our souls hard. But I'm telling you that it shouldn't make us hard. It should make us cherish each moment. But even more so, I think we need to start telling people what we think of them and not not when they're doing something that we don't like but if you love somebody tell them you love them 
If you think somebody's a special person in this world, tell them. If you think they got a pretty outfit on, tell them. Because life is short. You know, I can stand up at that cross and tell you 150, 200 times. James says life is but a vapor. And it's just words, 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 words to some of you. But I'm going to tell you, you're not going to live forever. You're not going to live forever. At some point, at some point, we're all going to face that last hurdle to life. It may not be the second coming of Jesus. But the second coming of Christ and death, they share a whole lot of similar characteristics. We don't know when that last day is going to be. We don't know when that last breath is going to be taken. We always look forward to the next day. We always wake up and thank you, Lord, I've, I've woke up alive. But there is an alarming amount of people that pass away every day in this world. And some of them woke up thinking all the best that day. They thought, yep, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And then I'm going to come home and I'm going to go to sleep and life is going to be great. And when the sun sets on that day, they're in eternity. And just as we have to be prepared, you know, Jesus coming back is something that we have to be prepared for. We have to be constantly vigilant to keep our, our souls and our walk with Christ in line. We don't want to have Jesus come back and we're embroiled in the middle of some sort of a sin. But we also don't know when our time's going to come. And we really need to be prepared for that, too. Death leaves a, a giant hole, as I said. And it's a hole that can't be filled. My, my hole that my Uncle Mike left can't be filled. The hole that Chuck left can't be filled. People are going to come and go in and out of our lives. But in our lives, there's just some people that are special. Some people that are there for us. Some people that have made a difference. Whether you've learned something from them, or in these two cases, that they just showed me love. You know, with, with Chuck, he took me in right from the get-go. I never seen anything but love out of him. And I knew what he thought about me, and he knew what I thought about him. 
because at times we said it. And I don't want people going to bed tonight thinking that they're guaranteed tomorrow. I don't want them waking up tomorrow thinking that they're going to guarantee to see dark. There's no guarantees in life. Just like there's no guarantees of when Jesus is coming back. You know, I've seen countless times now where people have said, well, Jesus will be back on September 1st. Oh, no, oh, I know it's September 2nd now, so now it's the 18th of September. He'll be back. No, it's next year. No, no, the Mayan calendar only goes to this year, so Jesus is going to come back at the end of that year because the Mayans don't have a calendar. It is just asinine, crazy stuff that comes out of people's mouths because Scripture tells us that Jesus doesn't even know when he's coming back. Only the Father knows. And that when he does come back, two men will be standing side by side. And one will be taken. And two women will be standing side by side and one will be taken. And sad as it may sound, there may be husbands and wives standing side by side. And one will be taken. And one will be left. There may be children that lose both parents on that day and there's going to be voids there's going to be holes in people's hearts for those left the ones that go the ones that Jesus takes well they're going to be in heaven with God because they're going to be the ones that were vigilant. They're going to be the ones that are vigilant. And they watched. And they made sure that no matter what time Jesus came, what hour, what day, what week, what year, that they were ready. You know, I was young once. And in some estimations by some people, I still am. But I've got lots and lots of wisdom under my belt and a lot of life now. And I do have occasionally the problem with losing my train of thought, such as what's happening right now. But we're not going to let that stop us. So we don't know when Jesus is coming and... We don't know when our time to be up is. Now, the, the very fact that anybody thinks that they're going to have that deathbed confession time, it, it's craziness. It's craziness. Very few people can have the deathbed confession that we read about. More often than not, more often than not, it's people like my grandpa Ren that's out transplanting some plants and decides he's going to walk up to the house and has a heart attack and dies in the field. He got up that morning and was going to go about his day. 
Dempsey evening because he was taken. And I don't know how this whole sermon's going to sound to everybody. I don't know if it's going to sound good, if it's going to sound like the ramblings of a madman, if it's going to make complete and total sense. I have no idea. But what I do know is life is full of death. And with life being full of death, there's going to be loss. And just because right this second it's somebody else's time to go, that doesn't mean that for the rest of eternity it's not going to be our time at some point. At some point, we will stand before that judgment seat of Christ. And if you're standing there, if death has caught you off guard, if death has caught you by surprise, the judgment seat of Christ is too late for the deathbed confession. The judgment seat of Christ is too late too late to call out to God because the judgment seat of Christ is final I don't want to see anybody or know anybody that gets to that judgment seat and tries to tell the the Lord well I never had an opportunity I never had an opportunity to repent and come to you nobody told me about you nobody said a word about you because the end is not going to be pretty because then will just be nothing but excuses It's all they are is excuses. If you're waiting now, if you're going to live your best life now, if you're going to go out and whoop it up and party and have fun and sin and sin and sin and sin your life away, just beware that in the middle of your fun, the end could be nigh. And honestly, I wish that I wish that somebody would have told me this. I wish that somebody would have said this to me years ago. I wish somebody would have said something. Because literally the life I had before Christ was nothing but a life of sin. I spent more time and more money on my sin than I spend on living now. That was what life was about. It was about sin, sinning, drinking beer, having fun, partying it up. And by God's grace, in His grace alone, it was the Lord Jesus in His grace that I was allowed 
to outlive my sinful life that I had. Now don't get me wrong, I'm a sinful creature like the rest of humanity. But God in, in His infinite wisdom and His power allowed me to draw breath to the point where I seen my sin, that I could repent of that sin, that I could turn to Christ, I could turn to Him. Do not think that you're going to get to the end of your life and have a magic moment where your life flashes before your eyes and, and then you get to stand there and make amends for the life you lived and then you get to dance off into heaven. Because it's not like that. Nor will it be like that. You might have 20 years to live on this earth. You might have 120 years. But in that time, you must come to Christ. You must repent of your sin. You must kneel at that cross. Because in your life, one of two things is going to happen. Either A, you're going to pass on. And you're not going to know when it's going to happen. Or B, Jesus comes back. And you know what? You're not going to know when that happens either. The end of life is going to catch you off guard and it will catch you by surprise. Just like a thief in the night. Now when Jesus said, if the homeowner knew that the thief was coming, he would have sat up, paid attention to that, and he would have been vigilant toward it. And this is what I'm telling you tonight. I want you guys, I want you to have fun. I want you to enjoy life. I want you to go out and enjoy God's creation. I want you to enjoy each other, but I also want you to cherish each other. And I want you to love each other. And I don't want you to be afraid to tell people that you love them. I don't want you to be afraid to tell people how high that you hold them in your heart. I want you to look at the here and now. I want you to see the goodness of God. I want you to see some of the good people that God surrounded us with. Some of the loving people that God surrounded us with. Some of the caring people. You know, last, well, it was actually 2019 now. I never would have thought that putting a cross up, and I think the first service that we were led to have up there, there was 
five or six people. And I told God long ago, I don't care if there's one, I'm still going to preach. I'm still going to be up there. And He's multiplied us. And people have come and they've enjoyed it and they've brought other people. And I've met some really, really great people up there. I've met God's people up there. And I can see the love in their heart. I can see the care. I don't want anybody to have a loved one that passes. That they didn't have in their mind the time to actually tell them what they feel. You need to make time. You need to make time and you need to make sure that you tell people what you feel. Because we never know. And I don't want you to be one of them people that sits there as one of your loved ones passes. And sit there and say, you know what, I don't know what they felt about me because they never, they never said anything. They never said they loved me. They didn't ever, they never said they cared. Well, maybe they were just as scared. Maybe they were just as scared to say something as you are. A lot of people were brought up that that men don't cry. But I'm going to tell you, men can cry. And they look at it as being a wussy. If a man shares his feelings, because men don't share their feelings. And I'm going to tell you what, you can share your feelings. You can share your feelings and you can stop. And you can tell people what you think of them. You can tell people that you love them. It doesn't make you less of a man. You can cry with people. I've got a cousin that's very, very close to me. I've cried with him several times. My brother that passed, I sat and cried with him. It was heartfelt feelings. It's okay to show them. It's okay to show some emotion. It's okay to let the truth out. It's okay to be yourself. You might think you're hiding something from somebody. Maybe hiding stuff from yourself by leaving your emotions inside and leaving them unchecked. And you may hide that for 150 years. You may be able to hide it from everybody around you. You can hide it from your wife, your parents, your siblings. You can hide it from your past or you can hide it from everybody. But you're not going to hide it from God. God's going to know your true feelings. And if God's going to know your true feelings, why not let it out? 
Why not let other people know what your true feelings are? So that on that last day, whether when they pass, you can know that even though death come unexpectedly, maybe it's after Christ's second coming, and you're still here and they're gone, you can know full well that you got it out. That they went to eternity knowing what you thought of them. And they went to eternity with you knowing what they thought of you. That you made their life worth living and that they made yours worth living. The time's here, guys. The time's here, the time's now. We need to be vigilant. We need to let go of all the man-made rules when it comes to telling people that we truly care for them, that we love them. We need to show them that love. We need to be ready for Christ's return. We need to be ready for potentially our own demise. Because we never know. I just I guess I can't stress it enough that that every day is a different day and every day that God allows us to wake up is a good day. But it's also a day that when God allows us to wake up that we can make an impact in somebody's life. We can make an impact in somebody's life and we have an opportunity to share Christ. Tell the world about Christ. I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to be afraid of people. I don't want you to have a fear of man. We need to get that out there. God so loved this world that He gave His only begotten Son. The greatest love that a man can have for one another is to give his life up for a brother. And that's the manly part is giving your life up for a brother. But, I'm telling you it's even more manly. And it will go through the annals of time in a person's heart if you take 20 seconds to just stop and look at them and say, you know what? You know what, brother? I care for you very deeply. You're my brother in Christ, and I love you. Or if you 
stop and tell somebody, brother, I think very highly of you. I think you're a really good person. And I'd like to share Jesus Christ with you. Days are getting short and the time's getting short. And we don't have a lot of time left. And we're not going to have potentially this deathbed confession time. So it's time that we get right with one another. In the sense that we tell each other what we're thinking, how we feel. And we need to get right with Christ. And we need to be vigilant. I don't want anybody leaving this world. I don't want anybody leaving this world with any regrets. And I don't want anybody leaving this world not knowing what exactly it is that I thought of them. Did Pastor Danny love me? Did he respect me? Did he what did he think? What do you think of people? It's time to love. It's time to love. Time to repent. Time to turn to Christ. Amen. Father, I thank you that you that you've allowed me to speak as I drove home, Lord. I I hope that these words honor you and that they give a, a proper idea and a proper picture of what life is like and what we really need to start doing in this world, both as Christians and as fellow human beings, that we need to go out and tell people about your Son. And we need to be able to tell people what we think of them. We love you, Lord. We love your Son. We thank you that tonight we lay down our heads on our pillows and that we can go to sleep when so many did not make it to the end of today. And we thank you that tomorrow when our eyes open that you've granted us another day of life. Lord, I ask that your Holy Spirit fall upon those who are sitting on the fence. That maybe they don't feel your love, Lord. I ask that you bring your love to them. That you bring your grace to them. That you allow them, Lord, to have their heart of stone turned to flesh, Lord. That your Son, Jesus Christ, come into that heart. He fills that heart with his love. And that they can see this world anew. That they can see that the sins of this world are not all that there is to this world. But there's others around us, Lord. Others around us that are here with us in this life. And although some may fall by the wayside and perish, Lord. That we still, that we still, like a mighty squadron of Christian soldiers, Christian warriors that we pick up the flag 
and we keep marching on to that cross. We keep marching on to that kingdom. And if it's us that falls, Lord, I ask that you have come into our hearts, changed us, refreshed us, made us anew. So when we fall, that somebody else can pick up our flag and keep going. That they can continue that march. And Lord, if it be that your son is to come, and is to come soon, Lord, I ask that you prepare us and get us all ready for that. That when your son comes, he will find us all. He will find us all doing the things that glorify you, O oh Lord. They will find us being Christians, loving the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, body, and soul, and loving our neighbors as ourselves. We love you, Lord, and we love your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for that cross. His blood upon that cross was your seal of love to us. We ask that that blood wash over us, that it wash us anew, that it cover our sin. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you for this. We praise your Son, in whose name and in whose blood we pray. Amen. Well, guys, I hope everybody's still here with me. Um... Hopefully it wasn't a, a long, rambly type of a sermon and they, they're, it's really made you think. Because I've been thinking a, a whole lot today. Um, in the last 20 years, there's been a lot of people in my life that aren't here anymore. And I don't want anybody, I don't want anybody to have any regrets or any questions in their mind. And I don't want you to have any questions in your mind about whether somebody really truly cared for you or if they were too shy or whatever. So I, I urge you and encourage you to, to swallow that ball of fear that's in your throat and go ahead and start telling people what you think and how you feel so that God forbid your life is cut short where their life is that everybody knows and that they can have a, a clear heart and a clear soul and when you start talking to people like that you can understand that the fear of man is nothing more than just fear and start talking about Christ because he's coming and he's coming soon. We don't know the day or the hour. So we have to be ready. Hope you all have a good day and a good night. And I will see you sometime in the future. God willing. Bye.